What's going on, all you amazing people? We're back in the building once again, bringing you a fresh episode of the Clint Norris Show. This week, we have the one and only super talented, amazing singer, Stephanie Cheap is on the show from none other than Scotland. And I know what you're thinking. Clint, you just had another girl from Scotland on the podcast. What's going on? You like Scottish girls? Yes. But no, she's uh, super funny, really good at what she does. Um, and you can check out her music. Just type in Stephanie Cheap, or you can even ask your Alexa to play it for you, and she'll hook you up. All right, and with that, we are going to get right to it. <laughs> Stephanie Cheap, what is going on? Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I am doing good. It's uh, warming up here. We were just talking about the lovely weather about where I live. It's uh, scorching 30 degrees. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a problem for sure. I, I think that will make me realize we've not got it too bad. I think it's just the sunlight issue in Scotland at this stage, but not as bad as that. Well, it's just rainy there, right? It's not like dark all the time? Not anymore. It's now like lightening up. So it's not dark till like 7 p.m. But um, in like the peak of winter, like come three, four o'clock in the afternoon, it's quite dark. And- oh, isn't that terrible? Yeah, it's so depressing. Oh. So depressing. Um, yeah, so it's it's good to be like lighter nights and stuff, and it's getting nicer, so that's better. I can handle like snow and cold weather, but just the sun going down at like three, four o'clock is just like, oh man, I need uh, to like put on my Oculus and just keep that on my face for like the rest of the day. Hundred percent. It, this is why everyone in Scotland has a vitamin D deficiency. So this is mm. the problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we don't help ourselves with the weather. Oh, wow. Have you been uh, to the United States? Yeah, um, I, so I've been to like, this is so classic, but I've been to like um, Miami or like Florida um, and Arizona as well. So those are the only places, but it was like a number of years ago and I was younger and things. So I'm very overdue to go back um, and I'm really like looking forward to it. And there's like a huge... American presence and our sort of a like culture here obviously the TV and things like that so we have yeah. that dream of going to America you know so um yeah I, I'm definitely overdue to go that's for sure I would say like if if you're looking for like because there's a couple different like cultures here but if you're looking for like America like I would say definitely check out Texas if you're looking for like old school traditional America as they say mm-hmm. And then there's also like Malibu. Yeah. Nice all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to see, I know America has so many different like faces to it. So I think I'd really like to go to like um, Nashville and I'd really like to go to yeah. Chicago and New York and like just do the whole thing. Like, you know, so I definitely want to go. Um, and, you know, there's some conversations about that happening hopefully this year. So fingers crossed. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that would be really um, good. The only thing Minnesota has where I live is uh, something called Mall of America. It's the biggest mall in the United States. Ah, cool. Other than that, yeah, there's really not much else to check out. Do you know what? I'll take the Mall of America. That sounds kind of good. I've noticed everything is just bigger in America in general. And in Scotland at the moment, like the latest thing Scotland connected to America is stores have started stocking all American candy like i'm changing my phrasing here 
so that it's clear, but we call them sweeties. But um, we're getting loads of American candy. And I just can't believe like the size of these sweets. I'm like, are these, like, are the kids eating? They're so, they're so much bigger. So the portion thing is, is crazy. Um, and yeah, it, so it's kind of exciting when you go down the American aisle uh, in the supermarket here. <laughs> um, burgers and things like that in terms of like, mm portions and things may, may be different i don't know how much different this is uh, i see a lot of videos about it um like mcdonald's cups are like huge you're you know our large is like the american small and all those kind of things i don't know if they're true though i can't i can't confirm uh, partially true yeah so okay i just saw a commercial when i was at the gym and it was for a quadruple whopper and it looks like there's four things of meat and I'm like, that's, that looks like something out of like a cartoon. Like that can't be a real thing, but it is. That's that's crazy. Yeah, like, how do you not just have stomach problems like the second you eat that? I know. I know. Honestly, that is insane to me. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess it's just one of those things. It's like you can really probably immerse yourself in American culture and all those kind of things. I'm sure like everywhere, there's a little bit of uh everywhere you know you'll have your incredible italian food in america and incredible indian food and then we have that here as well but it's just it's just cool to like see what's different and, and try new things in new places i have yet to try a patty's teddy scone a tatty scone yeah it's, it's, honestly like you are missing out they are massive <laughs> of being scottish <laughs> and um, i remember i went to I went to a restaurant uh, for breakfast when I, I stayed in Edinburgh. Um, it was a number of years ago. I was playing a show and playing some music. The morning after, we went to this place and we and we ordered breakfast and I ordered some Thai scones. And the person working there, uh, I don't know where they were from. I think they were they were they were from Poland or something like that. But they didn't know how to cook uh, a Thai scone, so they toasted it which is like a total insult. Um, and we, I was just like, I've never seen a toasted potato scone before. So, but um, apparently some people in Scotland like them like that, which was a shock to me. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan. They are, they are just potato, basically. But we just appreciate the potato. Potato pancakes. Potato pancakes, yeah. People <laughs> are calling them potato cakes. It's crazy. I only, I only know one uh, Scottish phrase. Hold your wished. Yes, hold your wished. That just means like keep your mouth closed. Don't you know? Don't tell anyone. Don't open your mouth. Kind of a thing. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty famous. And this guy behind me, he's like a famous Scottish poet uh, called Robbie Barnes, and he has like a number of phrases and things that people say as well here. But hold your wished is pretty famous. I would say that's like up in the top three. Where did like the Scots slang come from? Uh, so it's completely like regional to where you live in scotland and so people from edinburgh they they will they speak completely differently uh, in terms of scots to how someone in glasgow would speak and even in like the 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 difference in the east end of glasgow to the west end of glasgow is like going to a different country <laughs> so, really oh wow <laughs> crazy and um, but everyone kind of understands everyone there are some places like Aberdeen, which is quite north of Scotland, very, very difficult to understand. They say things like that, that you really just can't 
figure out unless you're from there um mm. like for example if you I, I kind of phrase would be like you're away with it which means you're 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 not um you're not thinking straight and that's pretty slang but in Aberdeen they say you're a warrior so it's like a total play on what you say mm. and so it's really difficult in that sense but I guess that when you're Scottish you're just like oh, it, it just kind of unrolls and you you figure it out but um yeah, that I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's just a, a sort of a regional thing, depending on where you are in Scotland. My accent's pretty neutral, um, but I've worked on it as well from when I was younger, just to neutralise it a little bit. Because if you were to speak to my mum or my dad, they are so slang that it's just a hundred miles an hour, you know. So okay. uh, it's it's pretty crazy. So that ma- that makes me kind of bring up the question. You don't you don't sing with a Scottish accent. Yeah, I get it's a funny thing. Like sometimes it comes through. Um, I've just written a new song a few weeks ago that that we're releasing this year, and it's a little bit more obvious in that track. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just because when you're singing, you're you're not singing with that pronouncing in the same way because you're singing maybe maybe with a more flat tongue. As when I'm speaking, I'm maybe using more the front of my tongue. So it's a really weird thing. But um yeah, it kind of does disappear a little bit, but it's honestly like not a conscious thought. I think it's just oh wow. The way the way that people sing. But you can definitely like it's more I have to think about singing with an accent and a Scottish accent more than I have to think about not singing with it so it's really bizarre that the accent does disappear um so easily it's, it's a really it's a really crazy thing I, I would love to know the psychology of it but mm. that's the way it is i would i would never know you were scottish by your music i just would have that's, no clue until i would like talk to you that's so crazy i kind of like that i guess as well because would people understand me fully? I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a funny thing. I think it's definitely a little bit more obvious in some so- some newer material, but um, generally it's, it's quite neutral. And I think that's probably so that it it's listenable out with Scotland rather than just in Scotland only. Yeah, well, I mean, like Adele, like she doesn't sing with a, with a UK with accent. Yeah. That's it. That's it, yeah. Is that a real cat? Yes, this is Frank. He usually doesn't uh, sit in here with me. Here, Frank, you can make a, a, an appearance. Oh, he's making biscuits. He is. Yep, he's um, my buddy. Here, come here, Frank, work with me. Oh, my this God, Frank. Frank. <laughs> he's nice. so... Oh, my... No, stop. <laughs> I love it. He's so bad. Do you have any animals? Yeah. So I've got um two cats... A big ginger tom cat. He he looks like my my son in cat form, um, and then a, a little tortoiseshell cat, um, called Olive. So my big tom cat's called Rue, and then I've got Olive, and then we have two German Shepherd dogs, um, Harry oh, wow. and Nala. So small um bunch. Of, but I, I'm such a cat person. I love dogs as well. I've always worked like with animals as well in my life from like a young age, mm. and um. Yeah, I just I like I love animals so much. So any chance to have them in my life, I'm like yes, 
They're all like <laughs> best things ever. Kind of going back a little bit. So I I watched an interview with you and you said like you kind of had trouble growing up in school. Like were you like were you a fan of like school up to a certain point? Yeah, like I'm a total geek. I love to learn. So if it was my choice, I would have like been at school all the time. Um, and even like as an adult, like I do like Spanish classes and like just really unnecessary learning as an adult. Like no one's making me do it, but I'm doing it. Um, and so, yeah, like I've always loved learning. And um, I think that comes from just that overactive brain thing where I just, I just like to find out about things. And uh, yeah, I guess everything was kind of like fine in terms of like my, how I was in life and my, how I perceived, you know, my life was. I never was, was never really looking at myself thinking, am I good enough? Am I standing out? Until I got to high school, which is like the secondary school. So like 12, 13, and just like a really sudden sort of a like a reality in terms of like judgment and people highlighting you for like in my instance because I was pale and because I had red hair and and uh because of my surname and just like anything to stand out was now a problem and I just had to blend and 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 just become invisible as quickly as possible to survive I just it, it became quite dangerous the the group that kind of like targeted me for these reasons which are just it's just crazy to say out loud now but the group that targeted me were were um you know escalated it to a point that it was just no longer safe for me to be in school and they really couldn't contain the problem so the the advice at the time which is also shocking was to remove me from school and um, from my own safety and so I was homeschooled for a couple of years and and uh, those were like kind of like those years that you form your friend group and you form your you know your alliances in school and, and so it just really affected my like ability to socialize and my ability to fit in and I, and I never really did fit in after that I got into another school a couple of years later and um, and I just always felt like a bit of an outsider from that from there because those guys grew up together. So um, that's kind of a where I found music and I, that I found my solace in music. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was a it was a really weird time, and and now I can look back at it and I, I really healed from the situation, but it really did um, affect me. And and you know I I still work on myself. To not to let those old sort of demons affect like my self confidence and things like that, but it's been a lot of work to get to that point for sure. Was there a certain music then too that kind of inspired you after you left that school? I think I just was like going into like my emo stage. Did I, you have a MySpace? I, yeah, my, I had a MySpace. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna see if we can find your MySpace. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the same name. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> But MySpace is that still a thing? Uh oh no, I don't know if it is MySpace. I don't think you can go. I think I did try and search for MySpace. Weirdly, the bands that I got into music with, like that inspired that inspired me to get into music, they were quite angry at life. 
Um, and just last year, I ended up writing a song with that band for my album. So it was mm. like a, full, a really full circle moment, which is amazing. Oh, wow. I can't um, find you on MySpace. So if you did have one, I cannot find it. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> Someone done their job right. So um, what would so. you say like some of your influences are now? I, I, th- I think like Paramore style is like probably one of my biggest um, idols in terms of bands. Um, I, I listen to like the same, but to be honest, like I, I do list, give everything a go. Um, but, but I think, yeah, probably Hayley Williams is, is to date like probably one of the most inspiring female musicians. Okay. Yeah. I like the so... truth else. And uh, and I also like that she doesn't follow the rules in the song structure that she writes. So, um, yeah, I think she's probably the 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 person that I would be like, yeah, you're definitely the the one that I would look up to. Did you like their uh, newest? I think it was newest song. I think it's called Sekumsa. <laughs> I literally know every song of on their album. Honestly, it's ridiculous. Like I listen to it all. I've been singing like this is why all day and. Running out of time is one of probably one of my all time favorite songs now for life. So, oh, really? uh, yeah, I think they're incredible. I also love Dolly Parton, but I there's I just love her, you know. So, um, hmm. so it's like it can be like from various eras, I guess. Um, but you know, it, 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 the thing with music is just like it's all mood dependent, isn't it? So yeah, ex- yeah, it depends on what you're what you're doing. Like at the gym, I'm probably not going to listen to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, probably, probably yeah, not. I actually had uh, Paramore's former drummer on the podcast, Elon Rubin. Wow, that's insane. Super nice guy. And Haley seems uh, super nice from what I've listened to her from a podcast. Seems pretty down to earth. Yeah, I think she she seems that way as well. Yeah, I think, I, I think they're just a, an incredible band and I just like, I just like everything that they're about as people as well. So um, they're definitely inspiring um, artists. But, you know, there's just, there's so many, like, there's a vast amount of, like, richness in music right now. I, I, it's as soon as you try to think of one, your whole mind goes blank. I know, right? Isn't that funny? It's like, hey, what kind of music do you like? Uh, like <laughs> that little, know. like, circle thing. Yeah. Would you, like, what would you consider your your genre? It's difficult because uh, I've just finished this album and I and I know what I think the genre is, but because I've released a couple of singles, they seem a little, a little bit super happy. So it's maybe hard to convince. But I think I think indie pop is probably the right space for the music that I'm making. Like I'm comfortable with that. At one stage, I was like, I will never be pop, but everything is kind of pop these days in a sense. Um, and yeah, and I think just I like to keep the roots of what I'm doing. So like the guitar element and, and some of this new material is a little bit more acoustic as well and a little bit more um, stripped back, which I, is really exciting for me. So, um, yeah, I think I think that I kind of fall somewhere in that space. But honestly, I don't know fully what, how people would class it. I think some people would maybe class it a little bit more dream pop as well but I think collectively the whole album may fall more into an, an, an indie pop space. If somebody was to ask me I'd be like yeah this is like top 40 I could hear this like on the radio. 
I honestly don't know. I think I can hear it on the radio. I think certain radio stations, maybe more so than others. I don't know that it's. Um, I don't know that it's top forty behavior. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't. I when I write the song, like the thing that I think is, is that the minute that this becomes no longer fun, and I start to get bogged down with like the success of it that sounds really bad to say but when I lose the connection to like the feeling that I get from enjoying music I, I think that's dangerous territory but um I don't know that it's necessarily top 40 maybe in the top 60 <laughs> you know somewhere down, down lower. it's funny time will tell well, no, because it's like it's super modern. It's super like fun, alternative pop, like you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an antidepressant and musical form. That's how it's, I like to exactly. It. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got a new single coming out soon. Yeah, I do indeed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just released a song called "Boys Can Change," and um, it was written in two thousand and eighteen, and that is it just coming out now. Um, but yeah, I. I have a new song coming out in May called, um, I haven't actually told anyone this yet, but it's called, hey. uh, Who Needs a yeah, there you go, Who Needs a Friend Like You? Um, and yeah, I, I'm really, really pleased with this kind of like song and I'm really, really excited about putting it into the world. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really like, probably this is the song I'm most excited about for sure. So uh, yeah, that's coming out in May. Who needs a friend like you? So is it like a... a sad, sadder song, maybe? Okay. But it, it, I think it's just something that everyone has probably experienced in their life. And I think that's why when I was writing the song, I could really put myself into like friends, situations, family situations. Like I could relate it to like a lot of, of situations. And it's probably like the most honest I've ever been in a song. I haven't necessarily, sometimes when I'm writing a song, I'm thinking more about like the feeling of the song um, and what fits. Mm. But with this song, it was really like the just bare, bare words of what I would say in a situation. And, and that was really nice. So I'm looking forward to releasing it. And, and I think that um, if anything, it will like resonate with people, hopefully. Friend breakups are are no fun, no matter how old you are. Yeah, this is so I mean. true. So true. And I think it's just also like, um, I mean, the song's also that thing of like when a person leaves your life, regardless of what the relationship is, it's, you know, maybe it's family, maybe it's friend, maybe it's partner, whatever. Um, it's just that like shock of like, wait, they're totally gone from my life. Like we don't have anything. Like they're they're not even the person I would phone to say I've had a bad day. Like it's just that loss and that entire loss. And and actually um I don't think a lot of people process that as a loss. I, I think that's like we just like march on and we meet someone else or we, we feel yeah. that so it's just like that little space that we have in our life like that that needs that you know as a bit of a void and and very many relationships and I, and I wanted to write specifically about that little space in between you know so um that's that's what the song is is about and I yeah 
it's, it's hopefully going to be good. I mean, yeah, that sounds super relatable because that that little space can take up a lot of space sometimes, especially if you're just kind of by yourself overthinking things, as I do sometimes. And sometimes you actually never learn how to like heal from that experience and you, you spend the yeah. rest of your life thinking, is someone else going to do that? So it's, it's like a little bit of a moment for yourself to be like, you know, assess this and and it wasn't until like the last few years that I figured that out and I and I just thought, you know, no one's the bad guy here, no one's like the good guy. It's just like this thing as humans that we do, and it, it's really weird, but we do it, and and it really affects us for life. Like what you know, we need to kind of speak about this and. And so that was the the idea, but it was just the song. The song came so easily that I knew it was like the, the total truth. Um, and uh, when some people that have heard it before, just so I could get some feedback and things, um, you know, they, they kind of felt like it was about their specific thing. And so I, I I hope that there's I've captured something in that. But if anything, I enjoyed writing it. So, um, there yeah, you that comes for for me it seems like they're kind of coming from a place of ego and like ignorance. So when that happens, that's kind of when my ego makes its rare appearance and like comes out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, you're not going to be a part of my life when things are fun. And then I get that mindset and then I go and like, yeah, 100%. yeah I go on this whole stupid thing. I think like people are reacting all the time to how other people treat them but those other people are those people are treating you like that because of how other people have treated them and it's just like everything yeah. is so reactive in that moment so and in that you know that's that thing in your life like when some you know you mutually break up or, or the other person leaves because they're unhappy and it's like no one's trying to hurt anyone but you can't help but feel like I, I've been like you know, this is this is cruel. This is unfair. And uh, you, how do you cope with that? Okay, you you get angry. You hate the person. You vi you victimize yourself. Just all these really crazy coping mechanisms that are completely logical and um, and and kind of a, like beautiful as well that we that we do. Like, and I'm sure if we were animals in the wild, this would be something David Attenborough would speak about. But <laughs> um I, I just thought this is something in people that's like it's a pattern of behavior that I, I want to sing about and um I can obviously relate to it as well so oh definitely those are the best kind of songs though like ones you can relate to exactly yeah do you, have, do you have any like merch anything you want to plug besides your single no no I'm good <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't have merch um I think uh the only thing I would plug is that I um decided to start a YouTube channel on uh, on this kind of a thing, this process in my life that I'm going through just now. I'm doing some kind of really cool things in Scotland and I'm making music and I'm just shimmying through life at the moment. Um, so I have a brand new channel which has got as featuring these vlogs of these kind of a weeks and it's showcasing parts of Scotland that are in my life and um places that I'll go and then also like my creation process. So um, that is happening now. It's on Chief Official and uh, tour dates and things we are looking at and we're hopefully going to have some of those confirmed later in 2023. So those are my plugs. Shameless plugs. 
<laughs> and you're also on TikTok. I'm also on TikTok. I'm everywhere. Um, yeah, TikTok. I, I love TikTok. I really, really do. Um, yeah, so I'm on TikTok and then I'm just, I'm in this, I'm just creating things all the time. It's it's so fun with TikTok as well. And it's like the smallest things. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to like bringing some really uh, beautiful parts of Scotland as well to like a mini series on yeah. TikTok here. So um, I'm visiting some crazy places in Scotland. I'm actually having to fly to, um, it's called the Outer Hebrides, and I'm flying there. So it's a wee isle in Scotland, uh, tiny, tiny, and um, the beaches are like white beaches. They are like crystal blue waters. They, they look incredible. And uh, I'm going there in May. So I'm creating some, I'm filming that and um, bringing that to TikTok and YouTube as well. So um, people can stay posted for that. Sweet. So you guys can check her out on YouTube, TikTok, your official site, Spotify. Instagram. You got it all. Yeah, Instagram. There you go. All right, well, Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It is the end of the podcast, which means it is time to answer your question. Uh, Clint, what camera do you use? I got this off Amazon. It's L-O-G-I. I think I paid like 80 bucks for it, I think. Somewhere in there. So there you go. Uh, Clint, are you vegan? Uh, nope. I am I am not vegan. I'm just a very picky eater. I don't like to explore when it comes to uh, food, I guess. I've always been very ignorant when it comes to food. Uh, so you're asking the wrong person. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. There you go. Next question. How long did it take you to learn the piano? I don't play piano, man. I don't know where you're getting that from um unless you're referring to like a really long time ago you know i can actually i can play part of one song on a piano let it be by the beatles so maybe that's what you're referring to i'm curious who you are now because that is very specific next question what is your favorite book Ooh, favorite book I mean, right now, I really, I really enjoy the books I have now on like the human brain and human psychology. It's just really anything on the human brain, on, on like how the human brain works or just human psychology. I find that really fascinating. Next question. Last question. Uh, what software do you use to edit your videos? So I use uh, something really simple called uh, Filmora, and it's uh, just a really straightforward program. It's it's kind of like. Um, hit film with a few more features. I don't think uh, people should get hung up on software. It's really about having a vision first because I've noticed a lot of people get hung up on like Adobe, like After Effects or whatever. And that is kind of their paralysis or like analysis paralysis on like software. Really, as long as you have a, a vision or like a style you want to go with, that's more important than software in my opinion. Unless you're using like Windows Movie Maker from 2007. I would say don't do that because that would that's you don't need to go back. You can stay here. But uh, yeah, I, w I would recommend you know like HitFilm's great. Adobe Premiere that's another one. I don't use that, but that's also another good software. So yeah, there you go. And if you want to leave a question, you can comment below or you can email. That is theclintonorrisshow at gmail.com. If you want to call and leave a voicemail, that number is six one two eight 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 zero zero three one. 
And also remember to subscribe so you can get notified when I drop episodes, which usually are Tuesday around noon, usually. And if I don't upload, usually I have something going on and you'll see the result of that later this week. And I'm going to keep doing this, whatever this is, and uh, I will see you next week.